Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem, continue Shmir Salosh and Shah Tavuna, Peri Gimel, Shin 138, where the Chavetz Chaim continues to give us practical tips and advice on how to protect ourselves from Shmir Salosh and from Lashon Hara with the Mitzvah Shmir Salosh. And just imagine this for a second, where the Mishnah in Shkalim tells us that a person, when he learns, he should have the vision of the Rebbe in front of him. Imagine we had an opportunity. Put in your calendar, put in your schedule to have a meeting with the Chavetz Chaim. Imagine a meeting with the Chavetz Chaim. Right? You, you saw Rav Moshe as a young boy, right? You saw Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe Feinstein, that's out. Imagine we had an opportunity to go to the Chavetz Chaim and say, Rebbe, I need help. I need advice in how to protect myself from speaking Lashon Hara. Imagine if we went, we had this opportunity to go to the Chavetz Chaim. And you have a private meeting. You hear a lot of stories like this. People speak to the Chavetz Chaim. Imagine you, you come in, like when I went to Rav Gamliel Rabinovich last year, I couldn't believe, I had to pinch myself, so to say, I couldn't believe I'm standing in front of this tzaddik right here, right now. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you, even when I'm telling you the story now, I can't believe that I was there also. Now, we are now in front of the Chavetz Chaim, and he's telling us, Yet be very careful. Don't speak to people who are in the same profession as other people in the same profession about each other. Don't do it. Don't speak to one person who is in the same business as the other person you want to bring up in the conversation. Because you can see where this is going to go. It's going to lead to Lashon Hara. Because most probably, someone in the same profession as he doesn't necessarily love that other individual the most. And the reason, unfortunately, why he does not love that person is because he thinks the success of his business will come from his advertising, and his marketing, and his product, and his skills, and his smile, and his nice suit, and his business acumen, and his smarts, which you have to do all that correctly. There's no question about it. Everything that I just mentioned, you have to do what's called ishtablus in the best way possible. However, what is the Gemara in Yuma, and what daf is it that I quote on a regular basis? It's Yuma, daf lamit ches, amit beis, on the top of the page. Take a look and remember it every single day of your life. Ein adam negeya b'muchen l'chaveroi afilu kemalei nima. No one, you know what no one means? That means no one can take something that is destined to come to you. Even a hair's breath. No one can do that. No one can take anything away from you. So therefore, there should not be any hatred from one professional to another professional. There should in fact be a way, can I help you? And you hear some stories sometimes of of we refer to as tzaddikim. Says the Chavetz Chaim, practically speaking though, not everyone's reviewing this Gemara in their head and living their lives with this Gemara in their head. And therefore, when it comes to a person within the same profession, 
there comes to be this sikhsukh, this this dislike, as opposed to the other way. Kimistama Lamid Ches Ahmed Bayes 38B top line of the daf. Kimistama kol uman ein oyev es ben umnasa. Yvo alu mo oyid lovey ali deizel lashin hara. And it's very possible, very practical, very likely that it will come to lashin hara. Malachas kama vekama. And even more so, if you know for sure that the two don't get along, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Now, we have to understand. We have to understand what's going on over here. You, you know, you're not helping that other person. You have to realize, we all have to realize, the same way, you know, a story popped into my head. And I told you that I heard in the name of Shalom Shodron Zatzal, that Rav Pesach Kron said over that, he said, Rav Shalom Shodron said that when the story popped into his head during giving a shear, he felt that Siyad HaShemayi should say over the story. So I want to tell you a story. This was, this story goes back to the time when shuls reopened. Shuls reopened. And I believe when this happened was, it was after davening, and the person came to collect staka. And it really bothers me when people come to collect staka and other people are having conversation. And it could be a, of the greatest topic in the world. We have to save this person's life. How can we help this person? It could be the greatest topic. It could be sincere. But there's another yid that is pouring out his heart either for himself or for others to maybe many times come from marriage to Israel and ask, and how much is he getting already? People give him a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars. He needs hundreds, he needs thousands. And people have the audacity to talk to each other while he's coming to collect and asking to make a contribution. So I went over to somebody who I felt would maybe listen to what I have to say. And I wanted to not say anything because this other person's talking. I wanted to quiet him down. I wanted to tap him on the arm, and tell him, no, we'll talk later. Like motion to him. You're talking right now. And I want to tell you something else. If we were in those shoes, if we were in those shoes, and we didn't have any money, or we're raising money for our almanas, for, for people making shidduchim and, 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 and chasnas, or for kirov, or for Whatever it might be, whatever the tzayruch, whatever the need, if we were there, how would we feel if we come, we travel, and there are people talking right in front of our face? Ignoring. It, 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 it's terrifically embarrassing. So I went, and the point of the story is not just that, that's a side point, is what I'm about to tell you right now. This is, this is once again, this is, this is after COVID, and shuls opened up. And I went and I touched the person. Now this person, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was surprised at his reaction. He quickly pulled his hand back, like I have a plague, like I'm sick. And he was like, oh, he, pulled, he pulled his hand back, like, 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 you know, you just touched me. 
So I actually held myself back from doing what you're doing now. You're, you're, you're laughing. Okay. And then I realized, okay, he didn't want me to touch him. Fine. He actually stopped talking. Because he was so like so taken aback, he couldn't believe someone just touched him. I, I just tapped him on his on his on his forearm, you know, like, like this. You know, bring, you know, did you realize someone's talking now? I'm sharing this with you because we have to realize Lashin Hara is poison. It is poison. It's the picture of the skull with the two bones on top, which you don't see anymore. That's what it is. It's worse than that. And we'll continue discussing the mindset and the attitude, the Aetzis, from our Rebbe, the Chafetz Chaim, how to avoid this poison.